Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm your host, Aiden, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation this week. We've got Isaac back on the show, and we're going to talk about the 4th of July. So this is going to be a great show um, coming out before the 4th, so you can listen to this before your celebrations. We're getting this out there for you. Uh, Happy 4th of July to all you listeners, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, what's going on? How you guys doing? Isaac, how's it going? Just peachy. Getting ready to blast fireworks, man. <laughs> are you are you all are you all prepped? Do you have like the do you have the stash like acquired already? Or do you have to go out and buy some? Yeah, I gotta go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been stocking up all year like most hardy Americans. Yeah, I hey, I I'm I'm there with you. I in Georgia it's easy to get fireworks. In Georgia, they literally sell them at Walmart. They sell like mortars and like whole kits. You literally just go like anywhere and they've got like mortars, like Publix, like the local like have you guys ever been to a Publix? You know what a Publix is? Okay, a Publix is like Thomas Tom and it's like Jewel. So it's just like a, a normal like grocery store and like pharmacy or like a Kroger, if you guys know what Kroger is. And so it's like a kind of a small grocery, but they've literally got like mortars that like shoot like 50 feet up in the air there. Like wh- why? Like everybody lights them up. I was, I lived in like close apartments last year and people were in the, the parking lot lighting off mortars. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you would get arrested so quick <laughs> in Illinois. Surprised <laughs> they sell that at Walmart. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was, I was completely unaware that it was such a big deal, but um. Yeah, apparently it's a big thing. And now I'm I, I drove back this past week to Illinois. So now I'm in Illinois and they don't even let you light off like a freaking like sparkler. You're not allowed to run around outside and wave it around. You know, like it's just it's so lame. It's like, come on. <laughs> Nobody likes to have fun here. You guys ever had those like Roman candle fights? <laughs> <laughs> I never was allowed to participate in one because one of my uncles literally lost part of his ear in a Roman candle fight. <laughs> Oh man, I remember when I was uh, uh right before I went to college, um, that Fourth of July that summer up in Vermont, I was with like twenty other people from my class because we had just graduated a couple months before, so we're all getting together for Fourth of July, and we're out in the middle of absolute nowhere, Vermont, in this cow pasture behind the family farm, and we're all sitting around a campfire, and somebody rolls up with like fifty of these things. And uh, so we're like, all right, let's have a Roman candle fight. And I was like, I've never done that before. It sounds fun. And it's like pitch black out now. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And we all stand in a huge circle. And one person or two people have lighters. And they light every single one of them at the same time. We all have two in our hands. And we light them all. We start running away from each other. And it's this huge hill. Uh, right there that we started at so everyone's like running up the hill down the hill cross like and everyone's just shooting at each other and all you can see are the shots going off you can't see each other until the (laughs) shot gets explodes and oh it was so crazy and then right after that we launched some mortars from the top of the hill and one of us had the crazy idea of putting two mortars in the (laughs) in the launcher at once and (laughs) lit the thing and the first mortar went off but it knocked over the the launch launching mechanism and it landed on its side aiming downhill right at us at the campfire so this one goes off 
shoots right at us and it was like get down <laughs> so everyone like dives to the ground and it zooms like 10 feet over our head woof, towards the bottom of the hill and explodes like 50 feet away from us but it was awesome that's what america is about that is what america is about i remember i think my best fire of the fourth of july fireworks story is me and my buddy jack he's been on the podcast you know him, isaac he was on the prepper podcast um but we went and there's a spot out in Illinois and I shouldn't rat, I shouldn't say this on air, but there's a place in Illinois and there's, it's in the middle of a cornfield and it's literally like a, it's like a, I don't know, like a rural road. It's like on a highway, but it's like one of those highways that doesn't actually exist in like Illinois. Like it's, <laughs> it's one of those that's like, eh, it goes parallel with like 88 and like doesn't actually exist, but it's like four corner and it's a four way stop. And at this four-way stop on all four corners in the cornfields, they've got these firework tents set up um, and they sell illegal fireworks. So every year we drive out there and we buy illegal fireworks in Illinois, which is fantastic. It just makes you feel like you're doing something American. And um, so we so we get out there, we buy some fireworks. And the guy, he sold us on this one because it was like literally like five bucks. It was like called the Princess something. It was one of those that was like a six-shot like cylinder like, I don't know if you like the one fuse and it's got like six shots to it. And I'm like, this thing isn't going to do anything. It's got princesses on it. But he like threw it in for five bucks. So we're like, what the heck? We'll take it. So we get back and we're on, we're at my parents' house. And so the the street that like runs at the bottom of our driveway is a pretty busy road. You probably get a car that goes through every couple of minutes. So it's not like we're at a dead end street or in the middle of nowhere. We're like we're right in the middle of like a town and on a busy street. So we take our fireworks out there and we got this little, we, we light off some like in the street. We wait for the cars to go past. We wait for no cars to be coming. And we're lighting them off. So we get to the princess one. And we're like, this thing isn't going to do anything. Let's just light this one off. Who cares? We were kind of saving the bigger ones because we we're going to take them to a field and light them off. Now, mind you, in Illinois, just for the people that are listening to this, um, anything that shoots up in the air is like extremely illegal in Illinois and you need a permit. If you don't have a permit, like the minimum fine is like 250 bucks. If you're a minor, you're definitely like, you're definitely getting a ticket written and probably like, I don't know. I don't know what they would have done. They probably would have held us in the cop car and waited for our parents. We're like 16. Um, So we, we get this princess firework out and we put it on the middle of the street. Jack, Jack runs out and he lights it. I think the statue of limita- limitations is up on this, so I think we should be fine. Um, he runs out to the street, and he lights it, and then he runs back. And we're standing at the top of my driveway, so it's probably like 50 feet to the street. So we're, we're 50, he's 50 feet away, and he gets back and starts going off. And the first one shoots straight up in the air, and we're like, holy cow, that's like a mortar. And then the second one shoots off, and then it tips over, and it starts shooting in different directions. One goes underneath my dad's Hummer, goes off. We're like, one goes at, at our neighbor's house, blows up, and then one starts – and this is all within, like, five seconds. They're just going off, off, off. One shoots right at us, blows up, like, five feet away from us. We're like, oh, my gosh. We run – we book it to the backyard because, like, they're literally going off all around us. We're like, holy shit. Like, we're, we probably just – we probably just blew up the neighbor's house. <laughs> like, it definitely – the car alarm's going off because it turned on my – it blew up right underneath my desk dad's hummer in the street like the car the 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 car alarm from our neighbor's car is going off there's like car alarms there's smoke everywhere we're like oh no so we 
we we run inside we're like we gotta get out of here. we picked up the print the the like shell from the princess we tossed it and um we're inside we turn off all the lights my parents aren't home they're at like a fireworks show somewhere um and and the, we see the cops just slowly like five minutes later roll down our street ever so it's like we sit there for another two minutes cops roll back through they're looking so um yeah we got away without without getting arrested or anything but we nearly did blow it literally like blew up like at the neighbor's front door <laughs> and the neighbors were like outside trying to figure out what happened <laughs> car alarms are still going off we were like we're so dead but um yeah here we are to this day i i think those are the stories that America's all about. I mean, if you don't have one of those stories in your childhood, I mean, are you even living? Buying illegal fireworks, lighting off illegal fireworks, blowing up the neighbor's house, blowing up cars. I mean, what's better? That's what the 4th of July. <laughs> That's what gotta it's be, about. <laughs> Got to be a risk factor. Yeah, why not? I mean, hey. I mean, it is pretty cool to say, like, as our anniversary for our country every year, we just... Oh, you cut out, Tom. We can't hear you. I think Tom finished there with blow shit up. <laughs> I think he I think I think he I think he was like I think he was like for our anniversary we like to blow shit up. Which is true. I mean, what's more American than that? Like shooting guns and blowing up fireworks is so American. Having some brats and burgers to go along with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if what's you can that? blow a brat or a burger in the process, well that's fine too. That's a bonus. Yeah. It's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just make sure, I mean, like beer and whiskey is like also a must. Uh, also, like don't don't like light off fireworks completely impaired. That's also not a recipe for success. <laughs> success. <laughs> that usually ends with you getting arrested. <laughs> especially, especially if you're a younger person lighting off fireworks while under the influence. That's usually not good. But oh, hey. Thing yeah. you just there about the so we, you just mentioned fireworks we're talking about like beer and broth and then you mentioned whiskey and cigars and this they gave me this thought and this kind of question i guess um so it seems like all of those things are kind of like traditionally like american things like i mm. think all of those things are kind of like things that americans do i mean obviously like um whiskey and scotch is not from here but was imported here through the immigrants and through um through the their culture being shared into ours and kind of helping ours develop. But so it seems like on the 4th of July, we traditionally celebrate that day of liberation with all of these extremely iconic and classic American thing, which when you look at each one of them individually, except for whiskey in my eyes, they're all pretty like basic things like hot dogs and burgers. Yeah. There's something about it, I feel like, that kind of uh, enkindles, just for a moment at least, this kind of spirit of our country. And I was wondering what you guys had, what your thoughts were on that. I think you're totally right. I think um, I think it is, it's cool because I think each one of those things represents, like, I, I feel like a lot of those things, like even the fireworks, like obviously we're not the first country to invent fireworks. I think the Chinese had fireworks back in like the early, like, the early middle ages. I don't think that's anything to do, but it's cool to see the, um, the different, the different things there. Like we didn't invent a hot dog or a brat. I mean, the Germans, I'm pretty sure did that, but 
immigrants brought that and became an American thing. So it's cool to see like the American people, like, yes, it. I think they all became part of the American culture, but in that like fabric of our uh, American identity is like, you have all these other cultures and the immigrants who came here from those different cultures weaving in some of their um, traditional, whether it's foods or activities, and it became a part of this American thing. And we, and we, we turned it into this really cool thing. It's, it's, I feel like it's somewhat unique. There's not too many countries that have so many different people coming to one place to celebrate the same ideals. And I think what makes it American is the ideals we're celebrating rather than like, oh, this is like something our ancestors did from 1500 years ago on this land. Like, it's not that it's like, I don't know. It's, it's the, I, I think, I feel like we're celebrating, especially in the 4th of July, the ideals that we all share as Americans, no matter where our ancestors came from. Well, and just one other quick note on that, and then I'll let somebody else talk for a little bit. Um, I mean, a lot of countries have celebrations for like independence from somebody or mm. like sort of um, celebration of liberation from slavery of some sort or tyranny. Um, but if you look at every country in the world, it seems like America has the most robust and kind of crazy celebration of this one particular day. And I think it's because, and I'm sure there's other countries that have this as well, but the difference is between those celebrations and ours is that it's kind of our birthday mm. and it's our, in a historical sense, it is the, yeah, it's the, you could say conception or birthday of our culture, of our nation, of our country. And that's so important because we're such a, in terms of like historic, historical reference, we're such a new country, mm. such a new people. And we're also a conglomeration of all these other countries and peoples. Like we have the fireworks which are from the Chinese, the brats which are from the Germans, the whiskey and the scotch which are from the Irish. And um, we have all these different um, traditions that are kind of melded in. And I just see that as being such a incredible and beautiful thing that we as Americans have this, I guess, kind of unique position of being able to celebrate our birthday because it was so recent. Um, and we can, we can look at ourselves and we can look at the people in the past from our country and just be so thankful that we're still here mm -hmm. because it was not even that long ago yeah. and our birth was born out of fire and blood too. It wasn't just like, Oh, we settled this land and then, you know, we, we put a flag in the ground and this is our place. Like we had to fight for it like nail and tooth mm -hmm. um so that's kind of an interesting and unique thing i think that america has over other countries and like i said before i'm sure other countries have um those kinds of celebrations for the same kinds of reasons but if you look at like the global scale it's like oh america's the america's the country that does this fourth of july thing because it's like it's a huge celebration for them and it's like well yeah it is because like that's our identity right there our identity was born on that moment mm -hmm. i think the other uh, just to piggyback off that a little bit and i'll let somebody else talk as well because i have talked a bit um to piggyback off that a little bit i think the other thing that makes it so unique is there there are several i mean there's lots of countries that have obviously uh, fought for their independence but the american story is so unique because of 
the structure that it was based upon and this idea of it being something complete like it was completely brand new there was no country like america and this that had this idea of self-governance um and so i think that's something that's really interesting too because it was it was marking in the world in history a new moment in time in government uh, in government it was the people coming together saying you know, we're not going to put up with tyranny anymore. We're going to create a government where the people have a say, where the people um, have a, have an opportunity to live their best lives without the government interfering. And so that self-governance was something that was completely new. And um, so I think it's I think it's a really special date, not only for America, but for the rest of the world, because it led to a lot of the modern democracies that we see um up until that point there really wasn't any others so i think that's cool as well what do you yeah. guys think? say something yeah i was just gonna say it's definitely uh yeah something to be proud of um because i think it's something something that can be taken for granted like i know uh I have some friends that are from Russia and uh, Serbia, and they like they kind of refuse to celebrate any any uh, type of Independence Day or national holiday just because of their country's history in recent memory. So, again, speaking to your guys' point about how new our country is and how uh, I mean we've had hiccups along the way, but relatively speaking, we've been a pretty pretty united and um and been a country to be be proud of so i don't know i guess just kind of a sense of gratitude is what i what i usually feel around this time i, I definitely agree with you jake i've been thinking a lot about um like the celebration of liberty in america and how it looks for different people um like like the past weekend, I was over with my neighbor, and we were having a, it was Tom Cox, Isaac, and uh, he invited me over for um, he just made a steak and some corn because his wife was out of town and he was just hanging out, and we were talking about different things, and then we we're checking out some of his guns and things like that, and he's got he's some, not, dude, really nice guns, yeah. He show you the he's, did you show you the shotgun that he uh, pulled out of the bottom of a river? No, I didn't. I that's him for that one. He's got this super. It might have been his dad, but he's got this shotgun hanging over the door, I believe, when you come through the shop to the back room, the man cave. And it's, I don't remember what year it is. I think it's like from the 60s or the 50s, maybe 40s. It's this old shotgun that either himself or his dad like pulled out of a river and restored. And it is unbelievable. It is so cool. Anyway, continue. Oh. I'm gonna have to check that out. Thanks for sharing that. Um, but I I look to him as kind of like like the old school American grandpa that really gets what um I think what America is about. That's a place for the opportunity to use your freedom in the way you see best. And I think that's why we all celebrate the fourth so much because we all had some sort of hand in bringing that freedom about. We all had our ancestors who did it 
we've fought through so many wars, we've had our own time and like our young generation now trying to save our freedom. And I think it's really beautiful to see when everyone comes together and we get to celebrate in a united venture over what we're so proud of in America. And I think the number one thing is our freedom. And it's a freedom that's not seen anywhere else throughout history. And even though so much of our freedom has been taken away, it is still wild to think that we are still the most free country in the world. Like, it's kind of wild how much freedoms we've lost, but still we're still free. And I just think it's so wonderful to see all of our fellow patriots joining together for that sort of celebration. Hey, Tom, if you don't mind, um, and just for the sake of the conversation, when you say America is the most free, what do you mean by that? I think you have the most choice of what you want to do. Um, I mean, maybe there's a couple countries now we have more, but the variety and the scale of what you do something, I think is unique to America. Like, I, I like for number one, that you have the right to bear arms, so you have your first right of defense. I don't know of any other country where you actually have that right. Do you guys know? I don't believe there is any others, uh, unless they just don't have a law at all written. You know, like if there is no, but as far as I know, I don't think it's written in any sort of physical document that says the people have a right to bear arms. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Switzerland does or not. I know they're pretty like military heavy. I believe they do, but I know they do have, res- uh, they might have the ability to bear or have arms, but a lot of these, especially the Scandinavian countries, at least I know Switzerland has a lot of guns there. But they also are restricted on what they can and can't have, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, if I could. Go ahead, Jake. So, oh, sorry. If I could just interject real quick. I found a list of the countries that guarantee the right to keep and bear arms. Um, you guys are correct. Switzerland is on that list, as well as Czech Republic, Guatemala, Mexico, and Ukraine. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So no, no real rhyme or reason there. Um, so I wonder then, I wonder then guns in Switzerland, if they have certain restrictions on what you can and can't own, that would be my one thing on all this. Like they might say, oh yeah, you have the right to bear arms, but like, as we're seeing right now in what the government's trying to do here, they're saying, well, you have the right to bear arms, but actually you have the right to bear a shotgun. Actually, you have the right to bear a muzzle, a muzzle loading pistol from the 1800s. Actually, you don't have the right to own a gun. It's only for hunting. Um, So I don't I don't I don't know what it is, but that is interesting. I didn't realize there was that many that had it written that they have the citizens have the right to keep and bear arms. Interesting thing about Switzerland, from what little I know about it, I did watch like kind of short documentary on their guns history in Switzerland. but a, a huge majority of the Swiss people um, participate in shooting competitions. Like they have, it's a huge thing over there. It's like they're like national support or something. Um, every, every citizen is almost encouraged to learn how to use firearms properly. And 
to compete in these competitions, like especially the youth. And so they, they are very strict about um, gun safety and handling of firearms. But at the same time, they have a plethora of opportunities to engage in the safe use of firearms and through like through sport and competition. And I thought that was really cool. I don't know how like far down the like how nitty gritty the legislation goes in terms of like what you can and cannot have. I'm sure it's probably not as lenient as um, America's uh, kind of restrictions are on firearms, depending on where you live. But they have a kind of a culture built built around this idea of learning how to use firearms safely and doing it for fun. It's like this kind of a sport kind of mentality to it. And I think that comes from their um, historically their military involvement in the world. You know, they, they're very like independent and want to stay out of everything, but are very adamant about protecting themselves. And so they want their citizens to kind of know how to use firearms. Um, but at the same time, because they're encouraging everyone to use firearms, they have a lot of restrictions on when, how, where, what kind, uh, I don't know what those restrictions are exactly, um, but in order for the government to kind of regulate, kind of encourage that, they probably have more restrictions on the when and where and how. Yeah, That's it's really fascinating. That is, that is really cool. I just looked it up. So it looks like they do permit a wide range of firearms. If you want to carry, though, it seems like their carrying permit is a bit stricter than here. There's nothing like a constitutional carry. Um, it seems like you have to go through a pretty rigorous permitting process to carry. Um, Which, I mean, that kind of makes sense if everyone is kind of allowing is, is allowed to have firearms like like across the country. You might want to have a little bit more control over who can do that. Because in America, it's like, you know, it's such a huge country. There's so much legislation and so much ground to cover in terms of like seeing who is carrying what. Um, but at the same time, we have ourselves split up into different states who can legislate themselves. Mm -hmm. But one big country, it's like, well, sorry, one small country. And they're like, well, we need to make sure that we're kind of like one state in America. We need to make sure all of our legislation is exact all the way across the board. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point, I think. Yeah, I'm just looking to see here if there's anything else that differs. It looks like for the most part, they're they're probably the closest. I looked up some of the other ones. The other ones are kind of like, oh, well, you can own this. You can't really own that. Um, but Switzerland does seem to be. It is it is cool to have a country that does embrace the gun culture like they do, because that is one thing here. Yeah, there's there's certain groups of people that embrace gun culture here and embrace their uh their right as a citizen of America to keep and bear arms and like to go out and shoot and like to practice but i would not say that's a widespread thing and it's becoming less and less so and um yeah i think i think misunderstanding too like on the people like i i talk to a lot of people they just don't understand like how guns work or like what it takes to go and buy a firearm they're like oh can you just walk into any store and walk out and i'm like no that's not exactly how it works Kind of, but you've got to go through a background check. You've got to show your ID. You don't just walk in and buy it like it's a, a pizza. Like, it's not the same. <laughs> but there's a lot of... Uh, so, like, I think people and a lot of people just aren't comfortable around guns, too, because they've never been around them or they never been taught. 
And so like, I don't know. It's just like, it's cool to see a country that embraces it to that level where it's like encouraged. Like it's supposedly encouraged here because we have it written in our second amendment, but it's really discouraged most of the time to, I mean, if you told, if you tell the average person, oh yeah, I like to go to the shooting range. They're like, who is this right wing nut job? Like, come on, (laughs) you know? Like, uh, and then, or, or even worse, if you're like somebody that leans further left and you tell somebody that you like to go to the shooting range, like you might as well just hand in your liberal card, like just hand it over. <laughs> it's over. Try voting for Biden. They'll literally block you. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, I, I do think that's cool. But try, sorry, trying to get back on track here. Um. Yeah, I think I think one of the cool things about the 4th of July, and this is just kind of my observation, is I think a lot of times people see it as like, oh, it's this holiday that just celebrates like real patriotic. Like, I think it's seen sometimes as like for people on the left, they see it as more of a, a right. And I'm not saying all people on the left, but certain people on the left classify the 4th of July as one of those right wing holidays. And they would rather celebrate Juneteenth or Black History Month or Pride Month. Um, But I think the cool thing about the 4th of July is it's it's not about dividing. It's about unity. Like it's about the American, all American people getting together to celebrate because the truth of the matter is, is we all have because of America, we all have the freedom to live our lives how we want to live them. And that's a beautiful thing because that is not the case anywhere else. So you have the option to live your life how you want to live it. And like, I don't understand, like, if you're a person that is gay, like how you could look at America and say, what a horrible place to live when in Saudi Arabia, you literally get like murdered and like (laughs) literally put on like death row for being gay. So like, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like it, it's the in my opinion, the 4th of July is the most important holiday because it is the most unifying holiday because it celebrates what we are as Americans. We are a free people. I do think it is sad to see, especially nowadays, how many people um, like you're saying about that instance, like with the, the, the gay, like way far left gay or like LGBTQ community especially um, and the radical leftists don't appreciate their own country. They don't love and appreciate where they actually live, but they'll still sit here and they'll still live here and they'll still do their own thing every day, but they'll, you know, you know, they'll piss and moan over all these quote unquote injustices that their country is supposedly inflicting on them. And yet they're still here. And they're still living here in this this intense and great freedom that we have with all its problems and difficulties with it. But they just have a great and deep depreciation for what's been handed to them. Like they wouldn't be here. They really, literally would not be here if 200 years ago, 200 plus years ago, this group of men sat down and said, we don't want to be part of this tyranny anymore. And we're going to separate ourselves and become our own country so that the people of the future can prosper. 
And it's just really sad to see all these people saying that America is a systemically racist or systemically colonial or just a, a place of of travesty in all social levels. And then, like you just said, like if you look over the other the other side of the ocean and you see these other countries that have zero tolerance for some of these things um and they might know about it but because they don't have an actual experience of it they just like that doesn't matter our country sucks and it's the worst and it's horrible because i can't you know uh, i can't flash my uh my fake boobs in front of a bunch of children at the gay bar or something it's like i hope there's no children at the gay bar (laughs) they're but they, but it's they, just, they, sh- they should definitely shouldn't be able to do it at the White House. Did oh, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, that's, that's okay. Your your <laughs> fake fake White House in front of Joe Biden, you know, uh, I'm sure he appreciates that a lot. Oh, definitely. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's it's it really is sad, um, and especially with that, um, with you having brought that up, the 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 episode at the White House where they had that celebration of the LGBTQ for pride month there that I really think that event happening at the white house demonstrates how ungrateful this country is where they feel like they have to go up to the white house to push this ideology that no one in their right mind actually believes in to promote this idea that rights are being restricted for this supposed minority group of oppressed people in this country where you can do literally whatever the heck you want. Um, it's just really sad to see something like that. And then at the same time, like you're sitting in your bar or your grill and you're like thinking about how thankful you are to be alive and be in this country and not be in like communist China. And looking at those people and saying like, I just don't get it. Like, why are they here? Like, why do they, like, why are they so ungrateful? I don't get it. I think... Here's my opinion. This could just be my opinion. And we'll get back on track here, guys. I'm I'm going to take us down a rabbit hole. But what do you guys think? Do you think we should just get a giant cruise ship and take everybody that's ever said, maybe this is what they need to do with that like special like national security thing they're using to track all our conversations? What is that called? Whatever the thing um, Snowden talked about. Was it the Patriot Act that they used? Yeah, Patriot Act. Okay, they need to use the Patriot Act for Patriots. They need to find everybody that said, I don't want to live here, or I. there's so many countries that are better. They need to find a cruise ship. They need to round up all those people. They need to put them on the cruise ship, and then they need to ship them to China. And then instead, they take all the Chinese that are tired of all the, the horrible things that are going on in China and want to be free, and then you ship them over here and just flip-flop, you know? That's what a good trade. I think it's a great trade. I'd be down I'd be down for it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine how our economy would boom too oh, would when you have so all great. these people that are willing to come in and actually actually appreciate work. the country and work for its betterment? <laughs> like they're not trying to collect their fifteen dollars an hour at Starbucks and add right. nothing to this country. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. It would be. We'd cool. be. We'd be half of China. Yeah, we'd, we'd double our population in a day. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We would. and China would get what they want too. They get a bunch of sheep. <laughs> they would. 
you know the funny thing though it's like within a year those same people would like definitely turn they just be like all right we're fed up with <laughs> that this is true. that it is true so Look, funny most, most of them would get killed off for either breaking all of those laws or just being a denigrate degenerate <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah. I don't it's think funny that... you bring up that example because that's pretty much exactly what's happening with the Mexican people. It's that they're all flocking over here to find a new place to live because they're fed up with the socialism of their country and uh, or the tyranny. Mm-hmm. And they work so freaking hard to make a good living up here. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just sorry, just on that note, just a really funny story. Um, tonight and yesterday, I went to this gas station to fill up. But, you know, driving on my work truck in my personal car and the cashier there. Um, both times I was there at the same exact car van with uh, some roofers in it. And there was like 10 Mexicans in it and they all pile out and they all get in front of me in line and they're all getting their stuff. So tonight when I go in, I pull in and they pull in at the exact same time again. So I run inside and I tell the cashier, I was like, here comes your evening rush. He looks out the window and he's like, "Oh shit, they're here." <laughs> but and they, but they like they work hard every single day and they get there at seven o'clock and that's when they get off and they get their they get their afternoon drink and their snacks and they go home and take care of their families. So yeah, yeah, there's something to be said for that. I'd take that any day over the um, entitled little rich white suburban liberal kids. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think like I know in 2020 I think we had the most fireworks set off in California ever. Mm-hmm. So do you think this year we're gonna have like the record set of fireworks set off since everyone's gonna want to celebrate America more? Maybe. We could probably single handedly do it here in Illinois between me and Jake. I was gonna say, we'll, we'll we'll just go. me and Jake are just gonna drive our vans to you know if the who who controls that Jake is that the ATF they probably they probably would find me yeah. ATF would probably class our classify our buy as a firearm buy, uh but we'll drive both our cars up across the border and load them up with fireworks and drive them back here and light them off just so we can do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think I think it's a good idea. Well, I heard that like. More and more people are becoming, well, I heard this crazy stat. I was listening to the uh, PBD did a podcast with uh, Alex Jones. Mm. Yeah, you told me about that. I haven't listened to it yet. No, 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 I haven't. I'm like 40 minutes into it. It's like three hours long. But that's a lot. That's a lot of 80. I bet they had to like bring in like a dumpster truck load of ADHD meds for Alex. (laughs) like he like you need like he needs to pop like for what do they call what's that stuff that uh, they take for adhd is it adderall that's what it is he either had to be like hyped up on coke or adderall to be in there for that long it was three hours (laughs) that's like four adderalls a minute for him (laughs) to stay focused without like blurting out like gay frogs <laughs> well it's actually really fascinating because some of the stuff he talks about in there it's like whoa i had no idea um like he predicted 9 11 yeah know that? yeah i he remember actually, seeing his video yeah. he was actually writing the white house telling him not to do it it was wild crazy um 
but he was talking about um, the loss of um, trust in the media. Mm. So, um, and trust in the government. Apparently, this is wild, but the trust in Congress for the American population is only at 7% right now. I believe that. That's insane. And I think um, trust in the media is below 20, I think. Ooh. On the leftist sites, it's like 35, but yeah, of I course. Think the actual is like 20. But I was pretty interested in that because if that's the case, then I wonder if a lot of people are really starting to want. I think everyone wants the truth mm-hmm. deep down, even a lot of people try to fight it. Um, but I think so much stuff has been coming out, especially in this last few months, this like year or so, that they're all really skeptical. And I think they really want what's truly American because I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I've seen a lot more like families and people getting together and humor sent around. Like it seems America is trying to enjoy the better things of life. Mm -hmm. And there's like the radicals that are trying to take it all away. But I think the good homegrown American really wants what's good here. Yeah. I don't know. I just was seeing what your guys is like. Do you think, this year's going to be a spark of more patriotism. Isaac and Jake, I'll let you go first. I have a thought on this, but I'll keep it to myself for the minute. Go ahead, Jake. Um, I don't know. It's hard to hard to conjecture, but I feel like I feel like this year, yes, because it's we have the election year, twenty twenty four, next year, and that's when everything gets divided again. Because I feel like we kind of go in cycles. So this year, I think both parties will be preaching preaching unity and that uh, nice sounding type of rhetoric. Um, so I think for this year, maybe that will that will uh, set a spark. But I think, unfortunately, I feel like it'll go out um, eventually once we hit the next round of round of uh, election cycles. But I don't know, Isaac. Maybe you have a more a more positive take than I do to counteract that. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I mean, I will say that I I do see the logic and reasoning behind what you're saying there, and I I do agree with it. But at the same time, here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, it's going to be especially this year, a huge, huge demonstration from patriotic people. I think at the same time, um, and it's not going to happen over the course of one day, over the 4th of July, but there's just going to be a, there's going to be a huge kind of pushback against it too, from all these other people. I think that the entire month of June is already focused on that. I think the entire month of June is already focused on um, a separation from um, the patriotic ideals of what America is and not just what America is, but what it was founded on, which was the pursuit of the good for the individual. And the entire month of June, like Pride Month and Juneteenth being kind of turned into something horrible is the opposite of that. It's not, it's not the, or I should, what I should say, I should amend my statement before 
the good of the individual in relation to the whole is what 4th of July celebrates, right? The individual freedom of each person for the benefit of the entire country. What celebrations like the Pride Month of June celebrates is the the good of the individual just for the individual. And it's not even a good thing. So I think there's going to be a lot of pushback from those people about 4th of July because they, they think this country is abominable. They hate this place. But I do think that because of all of the controversies that have been brought to light um, and all the differences that have been brought to light between the two sides, there's going to be a huge, huge demonstration of patriotism in this country on the 4th. And there is going to be a kind of a more maybe long lasting and probably more drawn out demonstration of opposition to it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah. I see where both of you guys are coming from. I'm going to extend it past the fourth though and say, let's look at the future of the next few years. I think what's happened over the last two years especially is people that were on the edge slowly started to realize how insane certain people on the left are um more specifically how democratic the democratic legislative body really has no idea what they're doing at least economically and i think that's where a lot of people that were more moderate are like holy crap let me vote Right. And I think that's a good thing. I actually was talking to one of my coworkers about this. He's a really cool guy. He's actually from a different country. I won't say just to keep it anonymous, but um, he he uh, lived in another country, moved here for a college, spent college here, has his citizenship here. Um, and, and we went out to a, a cigar lunch. We were talking and having a drink. And he was like, yeah, it's crazy, man. He's like, I just I just don't understand it. He's like, I don't understand why it. it they the whole left agenda is all based around all this gender stuff and all this other stuff he's like why can't they focus on the economy the economy sucks right now biden's done a horrible job like yeah you're totally right he's like i voted for biden he's like i i should have never done that he's like i'm gonna if if it's between him and trump i'll vote for trump and um in this next election i'm like yeah i get it and it's interesting because you you see the these people that are that were were moderate and have kind of over the last few years changed their minds a little bit because they've seen the far extreme of what radical leftist ideas push. And um, yeah, I, so I, I think that's, I think that's a good sign. I think, I think that is a hopeful sign. I think there's a lot of people that um, aren't just, you know, your, 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 aunt, uh, your, your annual, um, right-wing supporters showing up that will show up in the 2024 elections to kind of put away some of this nonsense. So I think that's cool. And the other thing too, is they're embracing ideas that, you know, they're embracing ideas like the second amendment. Like it's cool too. He, like, he was like, he's like, he's like, I really want to get into guns. He's like, I haven't shot a gun since I was in the military in the previous country. He served in the military for a year. He's like, I haven't shot a gun since then. He's like, I'd really like to do it. I really like to buy a gun. I just don't know where to start. I'm like, dude, I'll teach you. Like it's, We'll, we'll go to the gun range. We can take a course. Like I'll take the course with you. Like, I think that is cool to see. It's cool to see people that 
aren't necessarily from here, maybe moved here and had a certain idea for the last like 10 years about what they thought or what they believed in. Maybe we're leaning more left and supporting more leftist ideologies and kind of these progressive ideologies and then realizing, wow, the system that was already in place here, that's been in place here for the last 200 years, works pretty well. And I like that system. And that system's a good system and we should try to support it as much as possible. So I think there's hope out there. I think uh, it will come from unexpected places, though. It's not going to come from the, the people that have been preaching on Fox News for the last 40 years. If anything, they've gotten worse. Like, we've got to look to our youth. We've got to look to these. We've got to we've got to welcome in the next generation of patriots and they will come from unexpected places, but they will come. And that is my hope. Yeah, it's almost like taking a page out of the left's book, um, what you were just saying there about trying to educate the youth and instill in them American values. And it's almost like almost like an obligation because, you know, they're fighting tooth and nail to uh, take over the younger generation with their their ideology. So absolutely. Yeah, it will be will be a battle like you guys were saying. And I think anybody with common sense can come to these conclusions as long as they're given the right tools. Um, it's just a matter of giving them the right tools to discover these things. And it's not just our youth. I mean, like, think about all these people that are coming into our country and are coming here for the right reasons. I mean, they're the same type of people that came here 200 years ago. They're coming for a reason. They're not just coming here because they want to ruin it. I think that's one thing that the right tends to screw up a little bit is they look at immigration and they say it's a bad thing but we have to look at it from a different point of view and we have to look at it from this perspective that these people coming in are coming here for a reason for the most part i mean there are the cases of you know china basically sending in people to infiltrate us don't get me wrong that happens but the majority of these people i feel like are coming here for the same reason that people have been coming here for the last 200 years and that is to find freedom and they just need to be directed in the right place. Let me push back on you on that one, Aiden, because um, most of the people coming across the border are military-aged men. It's not families or children. No, um, I, 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 I agree. I that's that's what I meant by the infiltration. But I think, I think that there, there still are plenty of people coming here that are coming here for the right reasons. I, th I think those people are more entering legally because I think the legal immigration but I but I did but I didn't say anything about illegal oh I was I, just I, I was just talking about immigrants in general I think I mean I mean people are coming here legally and illegally and I think people should come here legally and I don't believe in illegal immigration just to be clear that's that's not what I was trying to put out there but people are coming here legally and they're coming here because they're trying to escape another country. Yeah, well, yeah, those people I think are good. I, I think it was on the I think Republicans on a grand scale want good immigration mm -hmm. from what I've seen. And um there's actually been some pretty good talks on like how to do merit based immigration rather than just coming if you can have a visa, but like meeting certain standards, which I think is something pushed by Republicans, um or conservatives. I think we have had about 2 million on average that are legal. You can check me on that. But I think a lot of when people say like America is anti-immigration, 
I think that's kind of off-putting because I don't think, I think America for a long time, I think most Americans want immigrants. I wouldn't say conservatives don't want them, but that's just I, I would, I would, yeah. No, I, I would maybe clarify there. I wouldn't say most conservative. I think the stance for many, I think the stance that it comes across is very off-putting a lot of times. Um, it's not always posed in a way that's immigration friendly. It's more like just, we don't want you. It's at least phrased in those it's, it's phrased in ways that is not inviting. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, um, that we don't want them or that, you know, people on the right don't want immigrants, but I think oftentimes the stance is, very comes across as very anti or I, can come across as anti i think part of the reason for that is that a lot of republicans are pushing for the restrictions on immigration for the sake of security absolutely yeah um, you have to have a secure border for your country you and, can't be canada right and 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 a lot of the ways you argue for security are you point out the threats mm-hmm. and when you point out the threats to argue for security of your nation, it's always going to be a negative thing, right? Sure. It comes across like you're, you're saying, like, it's, it's kind of like, we don't want them here. Well, it's like, yeah, we don't hear that shouldn't be here or aren't coming here legally. Yeah. Especially when we're talking about, immigration through mexico because let me tell you it's not just mexicans that are coming through the mexican border it's america it's arabs um it's africans it's basically anybody in a country that is um world america better life but the problem is can't have too loose of a legislature too loose of a policy on leg- on immigration because if you do then you're going to get all sorts of people in here and a lot of those people don't have good intentions a lot of those people are just like well america's where i can get away with stuff so i'm going to go there um, and a lot of people are like america's the only place i can survive so i'm going to go there i recently um saw a video of a family of i think a family of like 10 or 12 nigerians and they were on the american side and they were trying to cross into the canadian border and the border patrol agent they were trying to cross at an illegal point of entry Mm. so it was a country that was um highly guarded because of legal point of entry and so the, there were these Canadian border patrol agents on the other side of the fence talking to the Nigerians. And the officer was saying, like, you know, this is an illegal point of entry. And I said, yes. And she said, you know, if you step across this fence, that's illegal. And I said, yes. She's like, you know that if you cross this fence, you will not be deported to America. You'll be deported back to Nigeria. And I said, yes. And like, do you still want to cross? And they said, yes, <laughs> because we know that we have a better chance of surviving um, than going back home. Uh-huh. I, I, I found that very odd. Um, I found that odd for one reason, that they were in America and they thought that 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. With people that said a boot and drink maple syrup for breakfast or whatever. Um, but it, it, it also demonstrated the level or the intensity of desperation that these people have. They came across the ocean, they came to America, and then they decided to go up to Canada to have a hopeful life for their family. Um, and that's a, it's a really sad thing to see. And it's also a, I guess, kind of an, in, in the same time, an encouraging thing to see that people see America and somehow Canada as being places that you can prosper. Um, and how good immigration is when it's done the right way. But these people were so desperate to get in. They were totally fine with getting in illegally and because they didn't have any paperwork. They didn't really have any passports and have anything. They just came over the ocean and they were just like, we have to start a new life. We have to save our family. We have to do these things. We don't care if we get in trouble, we just have to do it. And I think that's probably the majority of the immigration cases where it's like, they're just desperate. Um, but at the same time, as as sad as it is to make it harder for those people to get in, you have to do that. You have to make it harder. You have to make your boundaries clear in order to maintain security because you don't know what people's intentions are until after they've done the thing that they're trying to do. And so, especially with the Southern border, it's like, we can't just open that up and let people in because a lot of these people aren't here just for trying to get a better life. They're making money off cartel um, transports and they, you just, you just don't know who to trust. And that's just the unfortunate circumstance of the world. So yeah, when Republicans say, or when Republicans push for the, the border policies, it sounds harsh, but the truth is harsh. Like you can't just let anybody in and some people are going to suffer because of that, but it's not our fault primarily that they're suffering. It's their own country that's causing this issue. So we have to stand our ground and say, we're not going to take the guilt or the debt of this other country in terms of these people. We, we will let them in if they have, if they have an ability to do it legally. Um, and we won't, we won't send away people that are trying to do so, but we can't just let people in that are trying to jump the fence, even if they're well-intentioned people, because you don't know who they are and you don't know what they're capable of. And you don't them. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. I think, um, yeah, without rules and regulations, there's no way to have a secure border. So I think you have to have those rules and regulations in place to, to do that. Um, I think the main point is that it's just like, not to say that Republicans need to be more appealing, but I think like, I feel like there could be a better effort to balance the conversation and not always, I feel like there's a lot of times where the conversation runs a little bit more negative and there's not any encouragement for legal immigration. And maybe it's just the clips I've seen and I could be wrong on that, but there's definitely, there's more talking about the rules being there. It's, 
you know, it's always things like, oh, we've got to do this in place to secure the border. And absolutely, we need to do that. But like at the same time, we also need to encourage the that next group of Americans because this country was built on immigrants and it will continue to be. I mean, not to say that the American people won't grow from within, but it is a part of our culture. So we shouldn't we should also encourage that to be done legally in the best way possible to secure our borders, but also invite the next group of people that want to embrace freedom. And I think, um, yeah, that was just the main point I was trying to make. Yeah, I think you're right. You need to, we, our, our country needs to set a standard for people that are coming in. Like, yeah, you have I, think, to... I think there has to, there has to be a, there has to be like a rule book. And I mean, like you have to set very defined rules on how it happens and there is a way to do it. And I think even the system we have currently, I mean, clearly is broken. It needs to be re figured out. Like we need to figure out a better system to stop illegal immigration and promote legal in immigration because both sides of it aren't done very well right now. It's because we're letting in people right now on the southern border that should not be in because there's so many people immigrating like there needs to be a better system for that. We need to either turn away people. There needs to be a spot where they need to stay until they've been legally processed. But like we're letting through what we're basically without allowing, we're basically just signing off in signing off on illegal immigration right now. Cause we're not even passing background checks. We're just saying, yeah, come across the border and we'll figure it out later. Like that's not legal immigration either. That's just open border policy. So it needs to be figured out. But, I wonder what would happen if uh, I wonder what would happen if the government kind of promoted like bonuses to people coming across legally. Like, here's like two hundred bucks if you come across legally. I wonder how many people would do that. Well, maybe if we stop giving money to Ukraine, then we could afford that. Yeah, we can like reallocate some of that. <laughs> maybe if they maybe if they defunded the ATF too, and the um, what are some of the other three? FBI, CIA, take them out. Just well, maybe, re reallocate the funds. You know, maybe, <laughs> I'd be up for it. Maybe they could make an, an accounting error for the funds going to the south southern border and say, "Oops, we accidentally, you know, we're supposed to give six billion dollars." So we'll just do. <laughs> another oh, six billion. Oh, sorry, we lost another six billion. I don't know where it went. It just disappeared. Like, do you well, know? Did you know that whole story? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah, I I, I was listening to that recently. That's partially what that joke. Yeah. Um, but you know what I think would be a great investment of $6 billion that shouldn't have been sent? To, I think if they handed out, if they really, I mean, if we're already in the business of printing money and destroying our economy and basically crippling the middle class and the lower class forever. Um, we might as well have just written checks to everybody for like $2,000 to go buy illegal fireworks. Celebrate the 4th. <laughs> Celebrate the 4th. I'm up for it. I support it. The only thing you're allowed to spell, spend your 2000 it would have stimulated the economy. We could have said, the only things you're allowed to buy are fireworks and booze. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> the liquor stores would have been popping. Dude, Pyro Cat would be really rich right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now driving anywhere in the middle of nowhere colorado pyrocat tents it looks like a wedding tent 
huge tents just like filled with fireworks like on a random corner yeah. where it's a beautiful so, place. i love seeing that black cat in the yellow tent it's beautiful it's america baby. <laughs> it's america baby i think before we close out tonight we should talk about how the fourth are celebrated and how you should celebrate the fourth because we just want to leave i think we've talked about immigration too long i think we need to just talk about the good stuff um I have a, maybe we could talk about our favorite, like, I don't know, Fourth of July celebration stories from the past. One of my favorites was um, I was reading up on this, and this is actually on that um, that history channel thing I shared with you guys. But George Washington actually issued double rations of rum to all his soldiers to mark the anniversary of independence in, in 1778. So George Washington knew what was up, and in 1881. Um, and so this was still during the Revolutionary War. He was just like, yeah, guys, this is our day. Here's double rations of rum. And and I think if rations were still the same as the Civil War, that was like two pints of rum. So they had they had a good time. Like two pints of rum is like a quality amount of rum. That's like, isn't that close? That's probably close to 750. The- Where did they get all the rum from? Probably the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Captain Jack right. Sparrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, oh, look, there's a British ship. It's probably full of rum. Well, put it this way. So one pint, um, so one pint was the, they got a pint of whiskey a day during the Civil War. So I assume it was similar rations. And that's 473 milliliters. So that's like, that's like, I don't know, um, three quarters of a just your standard liquor bottle, but two Wait, pint. A, so a like pint. a pop, a pint is four hundred and fifty some milliliters, a and day? there's yeah. So there's seven hundred fifty milliliters in your standard bottle of whiskey. So they were getting or standard bottle of liquor. So that's seven fifty. So like this bottle, this here. This is what I'm drinking right now. This is what's fueling wait, fueling the podcast. This is 750 milliliters. So they were getting probably what's left in this bottle. My background's killing this. Um, but yeah, if they were drinking two pints, if they were allocated double, that's two pints. So that's 946 milliliters, which is like one in a quarter of these. That's a lot of liquor for a day. Even their, even their livers were thriving. <laughs> One pint of that. That's like, oh. Yeah, I know, right? We were made of tough stuff back in the day. We were made, we were basically bulletproof. There's a reason they were able to saw off legs back then. They were all too drunk to know what was happening. <laughs> oh my. So that was one of my that was one of my favorite fourth stories. Two two pints, guys. So that that's like a requirement now. I think there should be a George Washington rule on the fourth that you have to consume at least nine hundred and fifty milliliters or two pints of liquor of no. some type. No, okay, maybe not liquor, but maybe at least like liquor, liquor, beer, wine. You can like kind of combine as long as it measures out to your two hundred fifty. You're I'm uh, not your 250. You're 750 uh 950 milliliters. You're good. I feel like I feel like beer would probably be the safest option in that yeah, case. If you don't if you don't want to kill your liver, probably. 
Well, and also kill your 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 next day, <laughs> and maybe the day after. The day after that, yeah, true. Especially well, in a year like today, when you have to go back to work the day after. Yeah. Falls in oh. the middle of the week. Well, that is a good story. I will say. Well. You guys got any good ones to keep us keep us rolling here? I wish I had more better personal ones. That's okay. You guys have a blast in Wyoming. What are you talking about, Tom? You guys shoot guns and light up fireworks. You're well, basically yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're here like eating hamburgers, like, oh, I wonder what sparkler I'm gonna light off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like that's oh. Illinois. <laughs> I mean, if, to be granted, bring Wyoming into this. Um, <laughs> so last, what was it? Maybe two years ago. Years ago, when I was in uh, Lander for Fourth of July, I went up to this guy's house. This uh, gentleman who used to cook for the school up there. He was a uh, he was a Mandarin guy, Chinese. His name is Bruce. Tom knows Bruce. <laughs> Wait, is his last name Lee? Uh, kind of. It's like Lou, Louis, but Louis. Okay. Do you think it was a Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee's brother? We all, made, it, fun of, all made fun of him because his name was like Bruce Louis, but it was like, it's not really, you don't say it Louis, but it was like L-I-U or L-U-I like that it was like it's, it almost sounded like lee when you said it personally so i mean it was in it was it was chinese it wasn't french i'm saying it french but uh anyway so he he came to america a long time ago he used to he used to be part of this uh not like the secret service but he was part of like a special military unit in china and he also like catered for like uh the Olympics in Beijing and stuff like that. Um, so he came to be our chef at Wyoming Catholic somehow because he wanted to live the cowboy life out in Wyoming. So, um, but he is like, in terms of like celebrating tradition and American tradition, he loves it. He loves America and he loves blowing stuff up and <laughs> love freedoms. Like he has so many real guns. American. <laughs> It's like this, like straight up guy from like military in China, like living there for his entire life, and he's like, like you, if you didn't like hear him talk, you would have thought he was like straight up a cowboy. But then you hear him talk, and you're like, oh, you want some fried egg? And you're like, okay, <laughs> you want some fried rice? You want some? You want some fried rice? Like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I have this bad habit of imitating <laughs> accents like that, and it, it gets so bad where if there's someone like Bruce who has a really strong Chinese accent and they're like talking like that all the time, I will slip up and I'll speak to them back in, <laughs> in their accent. <laughs> so you're like, you're like five dollar, five dollar. <laughs> and they're like, shut up. We're going to kill you. We're going to put, he, he, he was about ready. You, did he pull a Glock on you? I would pull a Glock on you. If you imitated my accent, I'd be like, get out of here, move it. It was like, find another story. Hardest <laughs> moment, but I got off without getting scalped by the Chinese man. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the Indians. I'm pretty sure the Chinese don't scalp anybody. Yeah, I know, but it was in Wyoming. You never oh, know. You um, never know. 
they might be mixed. Yeah, but I uh I came into the kitchen one day and he was like, "Oh, hello, Mister," and I was like, "Oh, hello, Brucey Bruce," <laughs> like back. <laughs> and I said that, and I think it was right after working out with Tom at the gym. So I was like, my head was spinning. I was like ready to go for the day and like still kind of hazy. And I said that I immediately clasped my hand over my mouth and he like looks at me and like walks back in the kitchen, all like smiling and stuff. Like didn't even phase him at all, but I was, I was terrified for my life. I was like, this guy's going to put a butcher's knife to my hand or something. But anyway, he was, he was a good guy and I was close with him, but we went up to his house for 4th of July and I had my old 1983 Bronco and I had this, I had this, um, this firework, 30 shot firework, like square that fit perfectly into the rack of my Bronco. And I bought it the year before and I was going to set it off in Lander on the top of my Bronco as I was driving around through town, but never got the chance to. So I was like, shit, I'm going to do it at Bruce's house. And so I put that thing on top of my Bronco. I light it off and it's shooting off like crazy like fireworks going everywhere. And at the end of it, the last firework like doesn't actually like shoot out. It kind of like spitter, like shoots out like maybe like a foot and spitters off and hits the ground and freaking caused a grass fire in his backyard. (laughs) And thankfully thankfully it didn't get too big. We were able to run over and out. Um, But man, you, you don't want, you don't want a Chinese man getting mad at you. No, I mean, you, you nearly got like, you nearly got like, um, you would have gotten arrested for like a Asian hate crime there, like lighting Asian men's lawn on fire. Like you would have been, you would have been worse than the people at the, on the, on the, um, New York subway that were like pushing Chinese people into the railing. It was like (laughs) white male lights, Chinese man's lawn on fire in Wyoming. They would be like, hmm. Yeah, he would have been like, I would have been like, Bruce, those fry eggs were not fry enough. Over <laughs> <laughs> <Obar> easy. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But oh. anyway, just to kind of wrap that story up, it was it was really cool seeing a guy like Bruce who, you know, grew up in China. His most of his life was over there. Um, but how much he appreciated America and how much he adopted its traditions. Like he rode horses like crazy. He was a straight up cowboy. Um, and he came to Wyoming of all places. And he was a very successful man to go cook for this college. That was like, you know, 200 people and not making a lot of money, but he did it because he loved America and he loved the American West and loved those traditions and wanted to celebrate with us. And so yeah, that was a really cool, cool time spending spending that Fourth of July with him. That's awesome. And fry egg, fry egg, <laughs> fry egg every morning. <laughs> uh, too funny. Well, I mean, I was gonna get one, but I didn't think about it in time. I was, I should have gotten the flags for the truck. Next year. Uh, next year, Tom. I don't know. Does Amazon ship to you in time? You get Amazon them. 
Get the, I think you can buy the American made ones off Amazon too now. Really? I think so. Yeah, if you look up American made uh, USA flag, they come up. So, and they, they they sell them pretty cheap at Ace Hardware, Tom. That's where I got mine for the Bronco. Oh really? That's a uh, three years ago when I was up there. Yeah, they they sell them with the flag, the wooden flag poles. So you can like zip tie them to the side of your car. Oh, it works really well. That's sweet. Run some PVC in there too. It's always oh yeah. Yeah, like paint that PVC with like red, white, and blue down the side. I guess I'll spray the white you side. Know, but... You guys know if you did that in Illinois, you'd be considered a white supremacist, right? <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed, you'd pull up next to like a Karen. She'd be like, "What are you, KKK?" You'd be like, "No, I'm American. What are you, communist?" Um, no. If you I... want me to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think I think to con- to conclude this podcast, if you want to celebrate the fourth right, do what you love to do. Drink beer, drink whiskey, enjoy time with your family. I think that's important. Invite a neighbor over, play bags, drive around with American flags all over your car, light off too many fireworks, get arrested. Please, we actually don't actually don't do that. We, we will get sued. Um, I'm not condoning illegal activity, but if you'd like to let off fireworks, you know, more power to you. I'm just gonna make a reel out of that scene. We're like, get a wrist, <laughs> get a wrist. We are gonna make a reel, probably. <laughs> to be completely honest, but do but do something, do something American. Um, celebrate, celebrate your freedom. And at the very least, all you have to do is remember the 4th of July is a day to be to remember the freedoms and the um, fortunate to to remember your fortune um, because you live in the greatest country to ever exist. And you live in the greatest country to exist right now as well. So that is an amazing thing. And you should really you should never take that for granted. So at the very least, just kind of mull that over in your head for a few moments on the fourth. If you're not going to do anything else crazy, just remember that you're lucky to be American. God bless America. God bless America. All right, guys, well, we'll close it out there. Um, Appreciate you guys listening to this week's conversation. If you enjoy the show, drop us a like, leave us a comment or review. We appreciate it. We love hearing from you guys. If you liked what you heard and this is your first time, give us a follow at the Green Dragon Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, and True Social, and the Green Dragon Pod on Rumble and Twitter. You can listen to our show every week, um, new episodes every Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we have the Full Scent, uh, not the Full Scent, the Full Proof Podcast. Full Scent is a great po- podcast. You can go listen to that, but Full Proof Podcast, if you want to get a little crazy, if you want to hear our crazy conversations, that's coming out on Mondays now. And it won't be every Monday because I don't think we'll have one for every Monday. But it's been the last two Mondays because we've gotten a little crazy the last two weeks. So go listen to ours from this week and go listen to ours coming out on the third. It's going to be wild. Go find out why Skittles turn you gay. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a crazy conversation. But anyways, until next time, be safe. Fight for what you believe in. And most imper- importantly, be a good American. God bless the USA. Have a great night.